following is a presentation of financial crisis recovery. Foreclosure, short sales, bankruptcy, credit card debt, job loss, depreciating home values, money management. Peace of mind when it comes to your finances seems completely out of reach under current conditions, but there is a way to achieve it. For the next 60 minutes, you're going to find out how to cover your assets. Cover your assets. Now, here's nationally renowned speaker and expert on getting you on the path to financial strength, Todd Rooker. Hey, hey, welcome everybody. I love that. Not necessarily the views of this station or its management. That's that's plausible deniability in action. God forbid I should say something that puts them in a compromised position. <laughs> well, I'll work hard to do exactly that. How about how about it? All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I am going to talk this morning about how to become a real estate investor. You know, I, I'm I'm doing this for a number of reasons. Uh, one, a uh, lot of people hire us uh, to train them to do that help them vet decisions and properties that they want to buy, and also financial advisors who have clients who want to be in the real estate investment business and uh, want to use their retirement funds to do it, which, of course, I know for you advisors, that just makes you cringe. Uh, and maybe you don't want to be all that helpful in that regard. And to that point, I would agree with you 100%, which we're going to talk a little bit about. But there are uh, financial advisors who, of course, are in management of paper assets. Uh, you're getting out of their realm of expertise when you dip into real estate investing. And frankly, for a lot of them, they have insurance uh, that protects them. Uh, should they make any misrepresentations and uh, they're not covered when they start talking about some of these things that, that are not really in their wheelhouse. So I get sent those people and I have to have conversations with, with their clients who are interested in investing in real estate, which I am more than happy to teach and educate them how to do that. But I'm going to dissuade them from using their retirement funds to do it. And we will talk about that a little bit later on. But the reason, that's the reason I want to bring this up because I, I, I have and do ongoingly have clients for those two reasons. And I thought, Hey, this would be a great opportunity to talk about this on the show. So the question really is how to become a real estate investor. If you want to do that, if you want to dip your toe in the water, if you've considered it and, and been fearful of it, uh, or, or, or just have flat out, you've got designs on doing it. And the more information you can gather, the better. Well, then this will be useful to you. I, I hope so. Some basic things that I talk about frequently being the financial guy, uh, financial strategist, coach, uh, you got to learn financial formulas and you have to apply the same financial formulas that one would apply with large commercial investment properties on the small properties that you're going to buy. Because whether you have 10000 a 100000 or a $100 million to invest, at the end of the day, the formulas that determine if it's a good investment or not are all the same. And the zeros are just zeros. Um, meaning that if $10,000 is all the money you have, it's as meaningful to you as someone who has a uh, million dollars to invest because that's all you have and you can't afford to make mistakes and lose. And that <laughs> that is a big point, which I, I think I did a show on that. And that is 
the lost opportunity, meaning based on mistakes that people make. They're so concerned with being cheap and thrifty and trying to get a good deal on things and not overspend and save money. And it's ironic that psychologically, people are more concerned with someone, God forbid, taking advantage of them and making too much money on them because then they've been had. Uh, They're more interested in that than the real numbers themselves. And I, I, I could, I could go back to that point now and spend an hour on that. They're more concerned with the raw, with, with, with someone taking advantage of them because just emotionally it hurts people so badly. And they're so fearful that someone might get up on them rather than, look, you got a good deal. Maybe you didn't get a great deal. But a good deal is still a good deal. But boy, that little bit of difference that 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 uh, people will fight tooth and nail over the stupidest things, over the smallest amounts of money that in hindsight are really meaningless. But it's the principle of the thing. I, I see that too often. And a lot of times the reason that I'm hired to come in and negotiate deals um I listened to uh, Jason and Mike and, and, and the gang talking this morning about negotiating deals. I get hired to come in when deals have stopped. The, the real estate agents can't push their clients anymore, uh, and they will hire me uh, to come in, the buyer, to make the deal happen. And what does that mean? It means I know exactly what uh, that person is willing to pay. They tell me at the end of the day, here's what we're willing to pay. And so when I know that number, if I go in and I meet with that seller and I know there are things that cost money that are holding up this deal, unlike the buyer and everybody who haggles over little dollars. And I'm aware that people get hung up on these small things, but I'll just go in and say, we'll pay for it. Done. Well, as I said on a a previous show, your client, my client, has to have a lot of faith in me that they give me the ability to, on a $2,000, $5,000 uh, swing situation, I can just go in and say, done. Not call up my client and say, hey, is this okay? Well, no, let's counter. No, no, done. And the deal will happen. And it'll happen at a... Now, now could we have played more games and drawn it out for several more weeks or months and maybe saved ourselves $1,000 or 2000 bucks. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Do you really have that much time to waste? Do you have so much more time than money that you can afford to, t- to screw around? Because I don't. I don't. And so, you know, you do have to be aware that people waste a lot of time on small numbers. But to become a real estate investor, you've got to become confident in what is a good value and what works financially so that you can be decisive. And many times, as you'll be told by myself and many other financial professionals, people can be objective until it becomes their own stuff. Their own situations just put a cloud over everything. And some of these folks are great advisors to other people, but they're not so good when it comes to their own stuff. So, hey, a lot of times that's the reason that I'm brought in. Nevertheless, if you ever want to become confident in your decision-making, you've got to know formulas because making a, making a good deal at the onset of the purchase is absolutely everything. You'll hear everybody, including me, say that you cannot manage a good, a, a, a bad property and fix the bad property. 
So if you bought it wrong, you can't overcome it. Uh, you know, and if you come see me and you've got a portfolio of 10 properties, chances are I'm going to be telling you to dump these properties, not to finish the lower level, not to do this, that, or the other thing, because there are definitive guideposts that will tell you this is not a good deal. And the best thing you can possibly do is to sell it and move on and find a good deal. Now, you can take a good deal, manage it well, and make it a better deal. Because remember, from a real estate investment perspective, you're not interested in the value of a property is not about what the asking price is. See, and for those of you who are who are buying a house to live in, to you, that's what it all is. In other words, somebody can stick their house up on the market for a price, and it is what it is. And if they happen to be in a neighborhood that you want to live in and a school district to send your kids to, and if it's the only property in that area that's for sale, meaning that there's not other comparables that you would also be interested to look at, well, then you pay what the asking price is or some close approximation of it, and it is what it is. When you buy an investment property, it does not work that way. The numbers have to work based on how much is someone willing to pay to rent this property, what are the total cost of ownership as a landlord, and what is the cash flow that I'm going to earn and the reasonable appreciation that I'm going to realize over a period of time. Those are, those are the things that determine the house. Not that I love this house and I want to live here. And see, that emotional stuff, that's what gets in the way. That's what makes everything, that's what takes everything sideways. And look, in the house you live in, where you, you know, raise your family and make your, make your, your dreams and, and, and your memories. I get it. But if we're buying a property as an investment property, and if you want to talk to me about, about real estate investing, um, then, I'm going to tell you right now that you've got to vet properties very differently. The other thing that I'll bring up is I have clients whom will come to my seminars or will listen to me on the air and come to the conclusion that they have an enormous amount of equity in their home that is, in fact, dead equity, meaning they're really not making any money on that money. There's no leverage in that. Uh, or very little leverage, if if at all. And so, let me define uh, what I mean in when I say it's dead money. Remember, folks, that inflation marches on. The purchasing price of homes continues to go up, as does everything else in the economy. So, if the money that you have, the asset, the the equity in a home, is not at least keeping pace with inflation, then you're losing money. You know, if inflation runs at 2% and you're getting 1% on your money, you're losing money. And you're losing a lot of money. A lot of money. You know, when you hear Mike talk about the fact that, that, that we could see interest rates that are in the 5% range by, by the first part of next year. Well, based on a 4% rate, that's a 1% increase. And remember that when interest rates go up 1%, you lose 30% of the buying pool. So of the, of the bottom tier, the people who are just scraping by to be able to buy a first time starter home, every time interest rates go up 1%, you lose 30% of those people. Remember something else. Those are the folks who drive the move up market because when they come in and buy a home from a person who bought that first time home five years ago, 
who wants to move up to the next one, the only way those people, most of them, can move up to the next tier of ownership, the next, you know, 100000 go from two hundred fifty to $350,000 home, the only way that can happen is if the first-time home buyers are coming into the market, buying their home, and then they take the equity that they, that they receive from the sale of their home and use it as a down payment, Obviously, presumably, much larger down payment than the first one that they had because they're taking the value that has increased as, a, as it relates to inflation on real estate and they're rolling that into the next property. At that point, maybe they make a little more money. They've got a bigger down payment. Maybe they started with 20000 down the first house, and now they've got $100,000 more in equity, so they roll 100000 or 120000 into the next home, and they earn more money because they've advanced in their career. That move-up market, which drives the market in at, at nearly every level, is predicated on those people qualifying. Well, I just told you that every time interest rates go up 1%, you lose 30% of those people. 30% of the motivation, the drive behind the move-up market goes away. So when when I say, you know, 1%, you say, well, you know, what's the big deal? It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. So you must learn financial formulas so that you know when to act and you don't screw around haggling over a few hundred bucks. But most people can't get out of their own way. They can't avoid that. And that's, that's a, it's a huge problem. So when I know financial formulas, I can apply those formulas and I know that this property works and it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, I love the house. It has to do with raw empirical data, numbers. That's it. And you got to know those numbers. And let's get real. 98 out of 100 homeowners don't know what those numbers are. So those that's first thing you got to do if you're going to become a real estate investor. And that re- means you know how to analyze capitalization rates. You very quickly can assess maintenance costs on this property relative to other properties. And believe me, maintenance costs are big. But the operations, the way the efficiency and the cash flow is what dictates if it's a good property or not. Just just so we're clear. That's what dictates, is it a good property? It's not that it's a good school district. Don't get me wrong. That's important because a renter's going to want that too, right? It's not that it's a really cute house in a really cute area. Of course, a renter's going to want that too. But the question is, what are market rents relative to the cost of ownership? That's That's it. And what's the return? What's the ROI, return on investment? And that means that I'm going to be looking at properties very differently if I'm looking at them from an investment perspective. The problem is most people don't know how to separate it because they're so accustomed to looking at homes that they want to live in that they become enamored and emotionally involved in the purchase of something, just like cars. I mean, same thing. Uh, and then they lose their perspective. So you have to be able to analyze things from a financial perspective using formulas. So first thing, you want to teach your kid how to do this? They got to learn financial formulas. Second thing, they, and, and, and by the way, to that point of, of dead, dead investment, people are out there who want to take their equity from their home and they want to use it to invest and rent instead of own. Now, to a lot of you, that is an absurdity beyond belief because your dream is to own your own home, to be able to pick, you know, hang pictures on the wall and do those things. But I'm going to tell you that 
although I completely understand the notion that people want to own their home. In fact, they have a desperate emotional need, not a financial need. They think it's a financial need, but it's an emotionally driven need to own a home and pay off their mortgage. So at the end of the day, no matter what happens in their life, no matter what goes sideways, no one can take their home away. No one can can take away the roof over their heads. They're always going to be okay and they'll be able to sleep in their own bed. That's an emotional thing. But I'm telling you that when you own a home that you live in, you're not even keeping pace with inflation. So you're losing money. Uh, remember that the value of a home is driven by inflation. When you hear real estate agents talk about appreciation, what, what they're really talking about is inflation, meaning the increasing cost of purchasing a home based, based on market conditions and market pressures. And so when a home is driven up, it must be because there are more, you know, uh, 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 buyers than there are sellers. It must be because the cost of building a new home is going up relative to the material cost. These are all factors that are driving up the cost of a home, which is relatable, which is inflation. And remember that as you think you're, you're appreciating and you're making money, if you were appreciating, that would mean that that home was, was going up faster than all the other homes in the same area. In so much as you could have your home appreciate sell that home, and then in the same neighborhood, take what you earned on that home and buy an even better home. It doesn't work that way, does it, folks? It doesn't work that way. If your home doubles in value, so did every other house in that same neighborhood. And when you sell your home and take your so-called appreciation, all you can do is buy another house just like the one you just sold, or at least at the same price level. So you're not really making money. You're not really appreciating. The market is going up relative to inflation. Now, there's ways to leverage that when you're not paying for that. If you've got a tenant paying for the cost of that and it's taking place on your money and you don't have to pay for the cost, well, then it's different. Well, what do I mean by pay for the cost? I mean that the primary thing that's going on is, okay, your house is keeping pace with inflation. But remember, you also have to subtract out, because it'd be great if it just went up, but you also have to subtract out the cost of property taxes, insurance, the interest you pay on the debt, and all the maintenance that goes on, not just day-to-day, but the long-term things that you're going to have to replace if you stay there over a long period of time. Well, when you subtract those things out, you're going to figure out you're not even keeping pace with inflation. So while I understand that people love to own their homes free and clear, and I understand that it's a forced savings plan, and if not for the mortgage payment, they probably wouldn't have any money. I am abundant clear on that. So recognize that, look, if somebody says, is a home a good investment, and I say no, but they say, well, but if if not for this, I would simply rent And if I paid less in rent, it wouldn't matter because I know I'd just spend the money anyway. So at the end of the day, if I buy a house, I'll have equity. And if I didn't do that, I wouldn't have any money at all. Well, then I can't disagree that for you, a home is going to be a good investment. (laughs) You know, but if you say, if I take that money and I put it into an investment account that yields a six to 8% return compounded consistently, is, is my home a better investment than that, that I live in? The answer is no, it is not. So, um, and that includes the tax benefits, all things considered. So anyway, let's take a break. We're going to come back and I'm going to start explaining to you the things that you need to do 
to become a real estate investor and the things you, things you need to be conscious of. And hopefully I've already done some of that here. So let's take a break. We'll be right back. Great Waters Financial specializes in helping you retire comfortably. When it comes to seeking retirement guidance, you don't need a salesman. You need an ally. Great Waters Financial doesn't have a hidden agenda. Their professionals at Great Waters Financial focus on what matters, your financial peace. Start planning for your future now and make your money work for you. Great Waters Financial is the official financial planning service of Cover Your Assets. For more information, call 612-360-2127 or go to greatwatersfinancial.com. Home Rental Systems has been helping homeowners in the Twin Cities metro area realize their property investment's full potential. At Home Rental Systems, we will take away all the hassles from renting your home. We have a proven home rental system for renting and managing single-family homes, townhomes, and condominiums and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to HomeRentalSystems.com or call now, 612-701-4375. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? SMA. And SMA Exteriors and Restoration has made SMART affordable since 1994. As an LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer, a GAF Master Elite Roofing Installer, and as an expert in installing windows made in Minnesota, made for Minnesota, you're guaranteed to make the SMART choice. Call today for your free estimate, 877-SMA-TODAY, or go online to sma2day.com. If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have an existing business or would like to start your business right in the first place, an attorney from the law firm of Daniels & Keyboard will meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business, handle the filings, and will meet with you ongoing once a month for a year. After basic startup and filing fees, the cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. Go to CYA21.com to get the details. That's CYA21. You're listening to Cover Your Assets with Todd Rooker. Welcome back, everybody. Gotta wake you up. Get busy. This might help. That's it. That's it. That's right, man. Jump out of the airplane. Let's do it. Let's crank up ACDC and let's jump. Let's go. No parachute. That's, <laughs> you know, let's hope it opens anyway. Yeah. All right. So so the 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 points that I'm making actually are, are real. I've got a client, as I said, who's who's actually gonna sell their home, take the equity, and work with us to help them invest that equity in investment properties. Now, look, if that scares a person to death, frankly, that's a really good thing because it means that when you're fearful, you're gonna be very cautious because it's all the money you have and you're gonna make good decisions. Fear of failure is a very positive thing. You know, and, and as I lovingly like to say, 
putting yourself in uncomfortable situations forces you to learn at an accelerated pace. There's no question about that. When you're scared to death, you're going to lose everything. You're going to let your family down. Let me tell you what. You're going to stay up all night trying to figure out how to do this and how not to make a mistake. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. So if you are going to do that, if you were to do that, or you were to consider what I'm talking about, then you want to be very conscious that, yeah, uh, it is dangerous. You can't afford to make any mistakes. So don't. <laughs> so don't. And the great news is it's very easy to definitively determine if you're getting into a good deal or not. That's that's the thing. It's not ambiguous. It's clear. If we need this return on investment, we can calculate that. We can do it fairly easily. Now, uh, one of the things that I brought up just, just before the break, which I want to expand upon, and that is the total cost of ownership as a landlord or as a homeowner. How many of you would would say and and this is relatable to hey should i buy or should i rent and why would somebody rent as and take that equity that they have in their current home and put it into an investment property why would they do that because isn't it always better to own than rent and the answer is no and i'm going to explain why very clearly and I, you know i i get chuckles from from clients when they're sitting in my office and i explain this to them How many of you, even after the first home, had no idea the total cost of ownership of that home? You were, what, thinking that, you know, rent, the cost of rent and the home, uh, uh, no, not at all, not at all. When you moved into the home, and even still, and part of the reason that I say even still after your first home, because one would think that after going through this process, when you bought the second or the third or the fourth home, you would know this. Well, that's the same. We've gotten a family vacation. So when they do their own budgets, you don't see things like long-term maintenance on the car, long-term maintenance on the home, which are as inevitable as the sun coming up in the morning, be that as it may, it is sporadic in that it doesn't happen like this week or every month or something, let alone going up. And so that's the same reason why when people get agents, then you tell me how many people out there, when you go to sell their homes, hacks it before they sell, because that's stuff they should have been paying for all along, right? And when you move into that first home, you didn't realize that you had to fertilize you know, I don't mean the basic day-by-day stuff. The lawn mowing thing, that's really the money to pay for them. Well, I got to tell you right now, if you're a landlord, your tenants are going to stop making their payments if you don't fix this stuff. So why am I saying that renting properties are not smart enough to take all that into account? And consequently, they're losing money. <laughs> they're losing money. So if I'm renting, I'm actually paying less than the total cost of ownership. And maybe they don't even realize that the market rents in that area basically would love it because you get to live in this house for this nice static rent cost. And when stuff goes wrong, you don't have to pay for it. Unlike if you were the homeowner and you had a mortgage payment that was similar to the rent payment, the, the driveway, the deck, the windows, the siding, painting the trim, all that stuff, maintaining the lawn. All that stuff, you put that all in there and you're going to go, whoa, this, 
That's how you make money in this world. You capitalize on other people's mistakes. <laughs> I mean, hey, guys, why do you save money? Why do you save money? So you can buy things cheap when people are in financial trouble and you can take advantage of that bad situation. If the, is that is that mean-spirited? Too freaking bad. That's what makes the world go around for the money to take advantage of that situation. That's how you make money, folks. So have money to take advantage of these situations. You've got to control your spending. If your whole life is about experiences and you spend everything you earn and you're the retirement plan. See, I don't even consider that putting money away. I consider that an automatic, but you don't ever look at that as your backup money. Well, if I don't do that. So you have to be able to do that and save money for yourself besides to be able to do that. That means you are going to be quite a unicorn in the world today. You're saving money yourself on top of that. Then you're going to have might be involved. I don't, I don't believe in the notion that you're going to buy investment real estate and rent it right away and be able to do it with 3.5 or 5% down. You're going to need 20 to 40% as an equity position. Now it may to put, to accomplish that, it may not actually take your money. You may be buying a property that you can invest some money in and create value and get to that equity position more quickly without actually having the money. That is possible. But at the end of the day, if I own a $100,000 property, a 10% equity position would be that if I sold it, I've got 10, 40% equity position. Hopefully you understand what I'm talking about. So that's how you're going to make that work. Well, I got to have money. I got to control spending. I have to manage my own personal spending and letting all along. Next thing you got to do is you got to become an expert or work with someone who will teach you about financing. All the financing programs that are available as a non-owner occupied uh, investment property. Now you can certainly buy a home and vet it from the moment you buy it and you live can do that. And that means you're, you're using owner financing and most of the programs, certainly FHA, after that period of time will no longer call you. We want our money. We won't let you have renters in this property. Once you've gone that far down the road, you can do that. You need to be aware of those specific timelines that enable you to do that. So you got to learn financing. You got to learn how you need to look on paper. That means your income, your expenses, your debt to income ratio, your income to payment ratio. You got to learn to you so you can become learned and become efficient at this. That is your next step in the process. Let's take another break. Be right back talking about how to become a real estate investor. We'll be right back. Lift a bus straight over his head. He can fly around the world in seconds and he has the power to regenerate entire limbs. Okay, so Jason Walgrave isn't actually a superhero. But once you visit his website to find out what he knows about real estate, you may start to think he's... If you are a current business owner or thinking about starting a business, what business structure is best for you? Sole proprietorship, corporation, or LLC? Most people pay a couple hundred dollars to the Secretary of State to start a business and off they go, as opposed to doing it right and contracting an attorney to help them. Why is this? Pretty simple. Funds are low and attorneys are expensive. Problem is, if you're structured improperly or do not manage the agenda and record the changes correctly, you could have destroyed nearly all legal protections your business would have otherwise been afforded. Don't just mindlessly start a business and put you and your family in legal jeopardy. If you have of Daniels and Keyboard, we'll meet with you to determine the best business structure for your business. Handle the fees. The cost to you is as little as $176 a month. Pretty awesome deal. In the information you're looking for. My name is Todd Rooker. When you want information on today's most pressing economic enough to find an expert in one area, you need a comprehensive approach that addresses all of your concerns and enables my job to work 
work with all of the professionals previously mentioned and know much of what they know, allowing me to help ensure that you're never here again. You have a lot more options than you think, but don't waste time. Go to at 763-559-3800. That number again, 763-559-3800. Oh, I'm hearing the smooth jazz again, and that means it's time to call in. 651-646-8255-651-646. What are the first three letters in the word SMART? S-M-A. An S and LP SmartSide Master Level Siding Installer. A GAF Master Elite Roofing 77 SMA today. Or go online to SMA the number two. Serving the community for over 27 years. People tend to be most concerned with price. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40%. Well, still... 763 763- Five seven one six one one one, or email me at kim at kimnibo dot com. Yeah, were you talking about something else? Uh, I, I can't remember. Times, man. Is that a, a great experience? Oh yeah, it always is. Always is. Nice. You were. I That's guess. right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Night's not complete without a good. The show is Mark Brettvet with uh, Home Rental Systems. And one of the primary reasons I was, um, I, I, I think so much of folks who are in the business of managing properties, because if anybody is able to see the true cost of ownership over time, it's the management company. So that's an education in and of itself to be able to vet properties. So either, number one, you're going to do it or you're going to align yourself with somebody who can do it. If you own a property right now and you're considering what I'm talking about, your so-called debt equity within a property, you got a whole bunch of equity in a property, it's not doing anything for you, and you want to be able to, is to give Mark a call and he'll come out based on market rents and assess your property and tell you what it'll rent for and then you can do the formula on your own home. That's the first educational pro- parent's home. You can figure it out. Doing these numbers is absolutely critical. Um, <clears throat> everything that I've talked about here is and having to be decisive is critical. Now we happen to be in a market where it is true and that is good and bad. Um, it's 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 bad on the side that you may feel you're paying too much. It's an environment where you're paying too much, but where market rents are going to increase as a result of increasing interest rates that probably are going to reach the more average range at some point around and lose the property. Get it done. And the only way you can do that is with education and you got to do it as yours at the end of the day. It falls on you. I hope this is helpful. How to become a real... everybody you gotta love that stuff huh if you don't whatever <laughs> i'm acdc all right so next thing you do once you start getting these things haven't done it uh you can learn that from real estate agents who will tell you the typical things that all the full-time job that covers all your bills and then take out a part-time job besides while you're young to get to a point where you can invest so then once you've begun this process you start vetting property even if you're not ready financially, you don't have enough money to put down, you may submit a purchase agreement that will be accepted. Your purchase agreement, unknown, by, by the way, I guess I should make this point. You have to work with a real estate attorney who's going to draft numbers don't come back the way they should. <laughs> this is not a sleight of hand here. Oh, that's that's horrible. 
Yeah, well, that's, look, I, I hate to tell you, but that's because you're, if there's a presumption that I've done some degree of vetting as well. However, I may need to do more and I'm going to have maybe the period of time from the date that I close or forgive me from the date I write the purchase agreement until the date that I look, if you're inexperienced, that may not be enough time for you. So the point is you start vet them in a very short period of time. You can walk in with your clipboard, boom, 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 have the time to look into those. So you can be very clear that this is or is not a good investment property. So you start vetting properties right from the beginning. It's going to be seller's agents because the seller's agent is always looking to get the best value for the for their client who they're listing the property for. So the listing agent is you know working with the homeowner. Your goal is to find value. Well, less. So remember there's two sides to this equation and you're looking for already no and do not for a moment presuppose or assume that real estate agents know how to vet residential real estate as investment properties. I'm here to tell you the vast majority do not know how to do it. That's why I love working with Jason and Mike because they own investment properties just like I do and it's a good property. They're considering all the things that I talk about here on this show. So it's absolutely critical that you have a handful of people out there who are always on the hunt for properties that will fit within the formula and the parameters that you establish with them so that they have them out there on the hunt doesn't cost you any money and it increases your re-conscious and cognizant of what you're looking for specifically. Start a property member effort to maintain it properly and keep it up and consequently you're going to get it at a discount and you can look at it immediately and say, I can do these things. I can increase its value from a cash flow perspective. You're looking for people in that position. Nothing better than knowing that the client that, you, that you're buying this investment property from even residential real estate had to transfer to Pennsylvania and they are now owning a property here in Minnesota still and they're out in Pennsylvania and they've got some management that situation because they don't want to put one more dime into it and they're not here so that's what you're looking for well guess what if you own a property management company those are the very types of people you're going to be working for so you're going to see those properties immediately you're going to be you're going to be out in the marketplace and you're going to be aware of them and if you're in the investment real estate in your deals fair enough but look if they find something they're going to tell you about it because hey what the heck you know and you're a ready buyer you're a pre-qualified cash ready a property management company even if it's on a small scale you become in the know you're an industry person now changes everything uh fund your retirement account but don't use it to purchase real estate there are there are there are what our government does when they offer tax incentives when they offer uh deductions the reason they do that is because they're trying to motivate people in a particular direction and plans and two the next one, real estate tax that money and invest it in real estate. You have now required minimum once you reach retirement based on your age, whether you take and sell the property or not. That's a horrible thing because when you understand real estate over 27.5 years and commercial real estate over 39 years and the fact that when you die, you get to reset the basis so that the next generation appreciating it all over again when it transfers hands, you defeat the value of that incredible tax benefit. Remember, I can take a loan out against my property and I don't pay tax when I take the loan out. Yeah, but you got to pay interest on uh, on your own money. Yeah, but 
but the interest I pay or the ta- uh, the interest that I'm paying is decidedly less than the tax would be if I had to pay tax on the total amount having depreciated it down to zero. So I can take that property and I can do a 1031 exchange into another one. I never have to pay tax. I begin depreciating the new prop. Real estate is quite literally, if not the best, one of the best tax advantage investments in existence. And frankly, if you understand how it works, can the two together and use retirement funds to buy real estate means that you have just destroyed much of the benefit that exists with investment real estate in terms of tax efficiency. So you don't do the two together. You do both. You're going to have that problem. But nevertheless, I still don't like it. Um, but the reason they're saying this to people is very simply this. If not that money, people have no money. <laughs> so, look, if you're telling me real, real estate's a great investment, the only investment money I have is in my retirement account. So if I can't use that, then it doesn't work. You want to do this right? Here's the deal. Don't use your retirement funds to invest in real estate. Have a separate account simply for real estate investing. Let's take another break. We'll be right back talking about how to become a real estate investor. Todd Rooker here to tell owner Todd Gimble for almost 20 years now. And at Golden Treasures, not only do you get more for less, it's the in your experience, regardless of how much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me. There really is no other jewelry store. You can't go wrong with Golden Treasures in St. Paul. 651-227-2711. That's 651-227-2711. Managing single family homes, townhomes, and condominiums and will attain the highest monthly rent possible. Go to Home Rental System. Systems.com or call now 612-701-4375. Great Waters Financial can help you understand how much you'll need for a comfortable retirement. You've earned a great retirement. Let the team at Great Waters Financial help you make it happen. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun to see them live. Sometime. Oh, are you serious? I've seen them live like five times, man. Is that a, is a great experience? Oh yeah, it always is. Always is. Nice. There's always some good fights that are going on too. You know, that's another good part of it. That was just where you were. I <laughs> that's <guess>. right. <laughs> the home rental systems, and one of the primary reasons I wanted to have him on the show. Number one, you're going to do it or you're going to align yourself with somebody who can do it. If you own a property right now, a property it's not doing anything for you and you want to be able to leverage that and be able to... Doing these numbers is absolutely critical. Um, experience. And I've made the point that the ability to be decisive is critical. Now, we happen to be in a market where it is truly a seller's market. There's no, you're paying too much. It's an environment where you're paying too much. But remember, we are also increase as a result of increasing interest rates, which we see changing ongoing. So whatever you're overpaying for will probably be overcome in short order by the increased interest rates that probably will probably be something in the five, six, seven percent range. So get educated so you can be decisive. Don't screw around and lose the property. Get it done. And the only way you can do that is with education and you got to do that on your own. You want people to help you, but you always are going to have to recognize the decision is yours at the end of the day. It'll help you. Bye-bye. 
Hi, I'm Kimberly Nibo with the Kimberly Nibo Insurance. That is, of course, until something goes wrong. Then the only thing they care about is their coverage. My experience enables me to uncover every available discount. I could save you up to 40% while still offering the proper coverage for the people you care about. Call today for a free review at 763-571-6111 or email me at kim at kimnibo.com. Todd Rooker here to tell you about the most amazing jewelry store, Golden Treasures on 805 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. I've known the owner, Todd Gimble, for almost too much money you spend. This is Todd's customer for life philosophy. Take it from me, there really is no other than one one. That's 651-227-2711. The proceeding was a paid program. The views expressed are not necessarily those of the management or ownership of 1500 ESPN.